Hey, everybody. Welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast, where every Wednesday we'll bring you fast-paced, powerful 15 or so minute episodes meant to inform, educate, and inspire around a variety of topics, including trends and all things tech for the professional salon industry. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. Quick reminder that on Sundays, you can find me hosting BeautyCast Network's Mastering Beauty podcast, featuring brilliant guests sharing their best advice on building sustainable and successful careers. For those who haven't heard, I am now the CEO and president of BeautyCast Network, so invite you over to listen to the podcast. But of course, I will continue here on Social Beauty Makers every Wednesday. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. So today... I'm going to dig into social media trends. Um, haven't done that in a little bit. There's a lot always to consider. Things are always shifting, sometimes subtly, sometimes in a big way. And um, I, don't know, I haven't talked about Facebook specifically in quite a bit. So I'm going to dig into that. Um, let me say first, uh, recommend a podcast for you guys. Um, recently chatted with my friend Mahogany Platts over at her All Hair Types podcast, new podcast. Tabitha Coffee was the first guest. She's had a, 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 a nice mix of guests. Um, John Mosley, I, I just saw over there this morning. Um, I was on a week or so ago. And um, yeah, we had a really, really fascinating conversation about all kinds of things, but we really dug into the big idea of texture and race and kind of my take on diversity in the professional beauty industry and the work that's being done and how I kind of feel we've missed the mark in a pretty significant way. Head over there to hear what that is all about. So much work to do. And again, I think it's time for a very big shift in thinking. I encourage you to check out the podcast for all hair types by Mahogany. Um, yeah, go check it out. All right. So let's talk about social media trends, kind of what's happening out there. So Facebook, quick, quickie update. 2.93 billion monthly active users. Facebook is a gigantic platform, still the biggest by far. Um, it's it's up 1.3% year over year uh, from the prior year. Um, so it continues to grow. It might be small growth, but it's kind of keeping up with the world. Every demographic is over there. It's, it's really fascinating. It's still a giant, giant marketing platform. In fact, um, almost 40% of the entire world's population uses Facebook every single month. And that's a crazy number. 70% of anybody who's online uses um, at least one of the meta platforms. And again, there are several, Instagram being the one we know so well. Now, of course, we have threads and there's apps and other things. The Messenger app, of course, is huge. But that's a lot, a lot of users across all of meta. Um, financially, they're the seventh most valuable brand in the world. It's a gigantic economic monster, if you will. Um, and Facebook.com, from a web perspective, it's the third most visited website on the entire planet. And from an app perspective, it is the second most used global app based on actual time. YouTube beats it. YouTube still beats it. And YouTube is still probably my favorite platform, especially if I want to learn something. I'm really personally not much of a Facebook user these days. I'll be honest. I pay very close attention to it. I'm on it every day looking at it um, as part of the BeautyCast Network team. But again, I don't find it on a personal level um, all that interesting. But professionally, very important for all of us uh, because, again, every generation is over there. Uh, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, you know, there's lots of opportunity. Interesting stories. You know, we think of stories being about Instagram. And of course, you know, you can take your stories from Instagram and put them on your Facebook account. And I recommend everybody does that. Stories on Facebook is massive. One billion with a B stories are posted every single day 
on Facebook. That is insane. And again, powerful, powerful form of content. And you don't really have to do extra work. You can just take your stories for Instagram and also post it over on Facebook. And I've talked to a lot of folks who are actually seeing more engagement, more um, people paying attention to the same story on Facebook more so than they are on Instagram. And I think it's also important to recognize that the algorithm is pushing stories out because it's a priority. You know, it is a priority for Facebook management for stories to be as big as it can be. So the algorithm is very, very friendly, including passing stories over to non-followers. So it's just not the people who follow you, but a lot of other people based on different factors about them and their profiles um, who could see your stories. And, and that's great for growth. Um, about, let's see, Facebook users, 67% um, of the monthly users are active actually every single day. You know, that is kind of fascinating. Um, at the same time, most Facebook users are, are using other platforms. So 72% of Facebook users are using YouTube, WhatsApp, and Instagram. 70% of all adults are using Facebook. Um, 18 or older, 70%. And again, we know that um, YouTube is, is still, again, as I said a, a moment ago, higher. It's like 83% of, of adults are using it. Instagram comes in third, but again, huge, huge numbers. And the favorite demographic of, are you ready? A little drum roll, the 35 to 44-year-old demographic. That's really, really big. Um, that is a demographic with money. That is a demographic for a clientele in the salon. I know we say Instagram you know, is the place to be, and it is, but you're allowed to be in more than one place. And the great thing about Facebook and Instagram is that you can repurpose content easily. Um, you know, I'm not big on just automatically repost everything. You should be thinking about the target audience on the apps and they can be different. But, you know, if you're looking for that, you know, clientele, you know, some of them who are in that age range that I just mentioned, they're on both platforms. And, and I would really be thinking about putting my content in, in two places. 7%, this is fascinating, 7% of Gen Z users plan to quit Facebook this year. And 25% say they're going to spend less time on the platform. So again, generationally, we move around. And who knows where Facebook's going to be in another 10 years as another generation comes up behind this one. But um, yeah, some of those folks are definitely moving away from it. And it makes sense. And uh, TikTok, of course, is a huge competitor to all the platforms right now. And it does skew younger. But very importantly about TikTok, we are all there <laughs> across every generation. Um, if you don't believe me, uh, just check out the old gays. There's actually a profile. They're called the old gays. Um, and they're just brilliant, humorous, funny. I think they're older than me. I think they're older than Gordon Gaze. Um, so, but, but again, every generation is there. And uh, yeah, it, it's really, really fascinating. So those are kind of high-level stats. Those come from Hootsuite, by the way, and Hootsuite does such a good job of, of keeping track of all this stuff for us. And now I'm going to talk about you know, just some, some trends that have been put out you know, um, about the platform, you know, some of the key takeaways you know, as marketers consider you know, what are the power or what is you know, the power of this platform. So I'm going to start with stories again, um, huge and becoming more and more important from a business perspective. We like stories, um, just like we, we like shorts, you know, on, on YouTube. And again, across all these platforms, this format has become more and more important from a business perspective, from a personal perspective. They're highly engaging or, or should be. Um, they're fast, they can be entertaining, they can be informative, you know, so 
Again, over a billion Facebook stories are being shared every single day. The, the platforms tends to prioritize it um, and um, stories show up in the newsfeed. So a, a lot of power. Facebook Lives, you know, we've, we've taken quite a ride on Facebook Lives. They certainly, you know, have um, peaked. You know, we saw definitely a fall in Facebook Lives. We kind of saw another big peak during pandemic and engagement, you know, has, has been great there. Um, it's hit and miss depending on who you're looking at. So I've seen some really, really successful Facebook Lives going on, see a lot of others that are, are, are not so interesting. So, you know, the quality of content absolutely matters. You, you need to be thinking about the, the, the lane of content, Facebook Lives, again, a certain type of content. Um, and if you're using it for commercial purposes, you just really need to understand the, the need to be authentic, the need to, to be seen not as overly commercial. Facebook users watch video every single day. It is the number one form of content being consumed and lives is a, a really, really big deal still. Um, I would tell anybody who's analyzing, you know, the numbers to not misunderstand them. Those, those big numbers that we see on lives or small numbers, whatever they are, you got to kind of take a few decimal points away to really understand them. I would always say that like 100,000 views on anything is at most 1,000 uh, people you can count on at as have seen enough of the content to really matter. So keep that in mind. You know, you really have to, to learn to understand analytics and translate them into reality. You know, that those big, big numbers, these, because any, if you scroll through Facebook and you, that video begins to play, even for just one second, even though you didn't really stop, you're just scrolling and it kind of starts moving, it can count, it's counted as a view. So it really, really distorts views. And that really distorts values. I've always really been passionate about trying to share with anybody that I'm working with on Facebook Lives what the numbers really mean. And that thousand people max out of a hundred thousand views, there's a lot of value. That those thousand people are highly valuable. So I'm not saying that the view count of a hundred thousand isn't meaningful. It's just that you understand what it really does mean, and it doesn't mean a hundred thousand much of of anything. And again, video is king of, of all the social platforms. It is the priority um, on all of the platforms, TikTok, Instagram with Reels now, Facebook with Reels, um, and they're all competing with YouTube. YouTube is still kind of the killer platform when it comes to video and everybody aspires to be more like them. This last year, video accounted for 82% of all internet traffic. That's massive. Um, it, it's being used by 33% of all businesses. That is a big deal. And um, videos get 135% more organic reach than images. That's big. That's big. The algorithm loves video, so it's giving it more reach. Now, of course, it depends on the quality of your content and what you're trying to talk about. And, you know, are you using best practices? But just know if you do it well, video, video, video. <laughs> I've been saying this for years, <laughs> probably six, seven years. Um, but it's true. It was true that long ago. It only gets more true every single day. Chatbots is it in my little trend report here that I'm looking at. And again, taking some of this from Hootsuite, the um, use of chatbots, you know, is um, becoming more and more common. There are already 100,000 active bots monthly on the Facebook Messenger platform. And people use them, businesses use them, you know, it just depends on, you know, it's a much deeper conversation to understand chatbots and, and what they are all about, but they're becoming more and more prevalent, um, more and more sophisticated in what they're able to do. 
feeling very user-friendly. We're all starting to get much more used to them. Sometimes we don't even know we're dealing with a chatbot, but I think it's important to say that um, it's a growing, growing category. Um, it's a, a way to kind of automate experience, which is great and definitely is something that can improve customer experience. And we're going to see more and more chatbots hooked to booking platforms and anything and everything um, that we engage with, with between businesses and clients, we're going to see more on the chatbot side of life. All right. More paid ad spending. You know, uh, you know Facebook is a platform looking to make money. And they're really good at it. You know, when they own such a big portion of the market that many of us feel compelled to spend money there and usually for all the right reasons. And this stat is fascinating. 75% of brands on Facebook pay to promote Facebook posts, you know, which is fascinating. 93% of social media advertisers are spending money also on Facebook. They might be spreading those dollars around. Um, gosh, going back a couple of years, which is the latest, latest figure I have in this report, um, close to $28 billion in, in one quarter, <laughs> one quarter of, of Facebook ad spending. You know, that is really, really crazy. And social ads are still considered highly effective. The algorithms are always changing. It can be frustrating for most of us, but they're still considered highly effective, perhaps not as effective as once. But again, you know, they, they made it easier in the past to get us all over there because it got us all over there. And, and, and now for many of us, it, it, it is of such an important platform for us to be spending dollars in. And yeah, maybe less effective as it gets busier. But if you think about the past and you look over marketing over decades and decades, it's true of every platform. It's, it's true of old school newspapers and magazines that the more and more people began to understand the value of those platforms and participate those platforms and push their dollars onto those platforms, um, the less valuable it often became to those who were already using it because now more of their competitors were sitting in the same platform. That's why sometimes you see early adopters, you know, who are in there really kind of proving the platform, kind of leading the way um, and helping the platform to innovate. And then when it gets crowded and, and things become less interesting, less effective, that's when you see some of these innovative brands jump to another platform, jump to TikTok and try to decode what that's all about, move some of their stuff over to Instagram. Um, but again, um, often leaving some of their investment, you know, on the, um, the, the original platform in bigger context here, that would be Facebook for this conversation. Um, brand voice. Um, these platforms are fascinating because we, we have to kind of address ourselves in, in different ways on these platforms or express ourselves is perhaps the best way to say it because different content, somewhat different audiences, you know, how we show up on a stage, a stage to speak to one audience might be very different than to speak to a different audience. Like our like our brand followers could have a little bit different voice than a whole group of newbies, people who don't know us well. We'll be ourselves authentically, we would hope, even as a brand. But again, we're going to shift that voice. So really, really important that we understand that as we move ourselves from platform to platform, as we address um, our audience through different forms of content. A simple example, TikTok is meant to be an entertainment platform first and foremost. There's news and a lot of other things, education going on over there, but entertainment is at its core. You know, if you're going to entertain your tone, your, your language choice, all that might be a little bit different than if you're over on a different platform trying to educate. And again, there might be some commonalities where they bump up against each other. Some of the best educators um, are great joke tellers and they open by entertaining you a little bit to loosen you up, but they then move back into the more serious lane of content because that's the, the platform that they're on, whether it's live or, or whether it's digital. So 
know, really important, you know, to know those kind of things. Um, page customizations. I think all the platforms are playing around with this, the type of information we could put on our platforms, how people can experience us online. And again, we really important that we consider the the platform that we are on as we think about how we show up, whether it's the content we post, but as importantly, how we complete our profiles, how we, you know, make ourselves look in the profile and around the profile that, you know, there's so many ways to think about this. And as Facebook in particular, as it gets bigger and broader, there's a lot more options for us to, uh, to, to do different things with um, our brand um, on that platform specifically here. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to wrap up there. There's a quick tour around Facebook. Um, thanks to Hootsuite, you know, for, for putting some of that stuff out there. Um, a lot of great content by way of Hootsuite. It's one of those digital tools. I don't use it, but I, I love to follow their blog and, and get some of their information. I think it's really, really helpful. And I would recommend you look for this sort of stuff across any and every platform that you're using. It's so important that we're up on the trends uh, around the platform so we can kind of better interpret how things are happening right now when we, we scratch our heads a little bit sometimes and go, why is that not working? Or why is this working unexpectedly? Sometimes you have to kind of back up and revisit the, I'll say the quote unquote theory behind the platform. Think about that relative to hairdressing. You know, when you're doing something perhaps new and, you know, you're struggling a little bit, you, sometimes you have to take a step back and think, okay, let's, let's review the fundamentals of my craft as I think about, well, why is the hair not moving the way I want it to move? And, you know, that helps us sometimes get more quickly to the answer. Same stuff when you think about social media. There's an underlying theory. There are underlying trends that are making things happen. All these things are really, really important to, to pay attention to. So, yeah. Um, that's where I'm going to stop. It's um, time flies when you're when you're when you're having fun. So um, let me uh, end by saying that I, I hope this was informative. Hope you enjoyed some of this content. I want to add that um, always open to questions. If you if you like what you've heard and and you want to hear something that's on your mind that perhaps I'm not thinking about, uh, please send me a direct message over on Instagram. And on Instagram, you'll find me as uh, Gordon M. But I'm going to spell it because it only has one O. And that is the at sign followed by G-O-R-D-N-M, Gordon M with one O. And uh, shoot me a DM. I, I read them all. I answer them all. I'm really passionate about that. Part of being an engaging uh, social media user, I think we all need to be. And so, yeah, let me say I, I'm out of time. I'm going to wrap up. But uh, if you like what you heard, I encourage you to visit me over at socialbeautymakers.com and sign up for my free newsletter for more content. It goes out every Monday morning, gives you some of my favorite links. What am I reading? What am I seeing that I think might be informative to you? It's very short to the point, but the links can be um, most engaging, uh, most um, educational and, and, and insightful. Um, I'd also appreciate a rating, review, um, subscription. Um, or best yet, pay it forward, share the podcast with somebody else, share it with a colleague, share it with a coworker, um, and uh, help others to find the podcast. I also hope you listen in on Sundays to my BeautyCast Network podcast, Mastering Beauty, the weekly conversation with brilliant pros from across the industry on how to best create sustainable, successful careers. Um, next week, I've got Chris Barron, who's going to be joining me on the Mastering Beauty podcast. I've had uh, Tabitha Coffee has been on the podcast. Um, Nina Kovner has been on that podcast. Geraldine Stevens, the uh, 
head hairdresser, Hollywood hairdresser, as she calls herself. Um, she's from The Voice and Shark Tank. She's the lead hairdresser on both those. We had a fantastic conversation. And so, yeah, go over and check that out. And once again, I want to say thank you so very much for tuning in. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. One last time, I'm Gord Miller, and I cannot wait to share more with you again next time. 